Hey friends, welcome to Let's Be Clear. I am Clear Cherry Reeves, and this is a podcast where we get clear, pun intended, about how to find a kingdom perspective in all things. No, really, all things. Whether it be about pursuing your dreams, finding hope and hardship, or just talking about Jesus, we will get raw and honest. I believe it will encourage you. Now, let's dig in. Hey guys, I hope y'all are having a great Monday or whenever you're listening to this. As always, I'm so glad that you're here. Maybe you are working out while listening to this. Maybe you are doing some grocery shopping. Maybe you are finally in the car with some peace and quiet. Wherever this meets you, I'm just so thankful that you're here. Um, Today is going to be a little bit different than our regularly scheduled programming, but I promise I think you'll enjoy it. Don't worry. We will be back on the focus words to finish up that devotional and walking through all 52 words. But I felt like this particular topic um, was worth covering. So last week, I had the honor to speak at convocation at the high school I graduated from. Talk about feeling old. Oh, my goodness. You guys, when they asked me to speak, at first I wanted to respond and be like, "Uh, yeah, I can't. I graduated like uh, three years ago. Don't you remember? And then news to me, it's actually been 14 years, which side note reminds me like today, if I'm really worried about stuff that in 14 years, it's really just not going to be a big deal and I should let it go because so much life has happened and I feel like it was yesterday, right? Like I feel like Wow, there obviously had to be so much time that's passed, and I'm obviously a totally different person, you know, because growing and evolving and learning and growing in wisdom, but wow, it is crazy to think about it. Um, And if you don't remember what convocation is, maybe you're like me and you needed a refresher. It's essentially a welcome back rally for students and also a celebration for seniors who are graduating that year and sending them off on their way as they enter their final year of high school, um, just for all of their accomplishments and their persistence. And anyway, it was really special. It was such a reminder to me, you know, that um, we really need to celebrate along the way. There's so much to celebrate in your day, wherever you find yourself. Like we all have destinations we're trying to reach, right? But if we're obsessed with those destinations, we don't actually celebrate in between, man, that's going to be rough. You know, I mean, we're always going to feel like we're, we are a work in progress, right? But we have to celebrate the progress in the process of getting to where we want to go. So anyway, because I had to keep it mainstream and respectful of all religions, obviously I was, I was in a high school, um, and it's a public high school, I decided to do an acronym for the year 23, because obviously it's the seniors, they're graduating year 2023, um, and offer a piece of advice for each letter of the year, or each letter of the word, sorry. And I figured that, honestly, as as I was writing it, I was like, well, of course, all of this circles back to Jesus. So I don't even have to say Jesus, but anything good or wise or worth taking as far as wisdom comes from the word of God and from Jesus, right? So all of this is in line with that. So I figured I would share. I felt like, you know, hey, wherever you're at, like it's September, right? This is a good 
kicking off point, or maybe it's not September when you're listening, but whenever you're listening, these pieces of advice are things that you can implement whenever, wherever, and however you got to where you are. So we're going to go through each letter of 23. Y'all know I love an acronym, but be honest. So funny thing is when I actually went to speak, I had printed my notes, but I did not even look at them. And the acronym, I could remember it. So it's effective. Like, that's why I love doing these, because the whole point is that, you know, when you want, when you're about to enter a tough conversation, you can recall this acronym, right? When you're struggling with something and you're at work, you can recall this acronym. It's not helpful for us to just have all this information and not be able to actually bring it to the forefront when we need it, when we need to actually apply it. So anyway, first one. T, treat yourself and others with abundant kindness. You know, we hear the word kindness a lot, don't we? It's very culturally trendy. It almost feels like um, it's popular, right? To say, be kind. And But what I'm referring to is not the kind of kindness that culture talks about. I'm talking about the kind that stays in the room and shows up when everybody else walks out. I'm talking about the kind of kindness that's the same to everyone, the kind that expects absolutely nothing in return. You know, there's a lot of things that we would look back on, and I was thinking about it, talking to these high schoolers, and maybe you are a high schooler if you're listening, or maybe you're in college, and you're definitely in a time of transition. Um, There's going to be one thing we definitely won't regret, and that's being kind to ourselves and others, right? You know, life is going to throw us curveballs. People will say hurtful things and life will not always feel kind. But the last thing we need is our own voice tearing us down, right? So as we go about our day, as you're entering your day, as you're operating in this day, be kind to yourself. I mean, you're going to go on Instagram and it's going to have things to tell you and you're going to criticize and that that chatterbox. Make sure that the voice that you are that you are speaking to yourself in is one that you would speak to others with, that it's gentle, that it's compassionate and that it's kind. Be kind as you operate in your daily life, as you and maybe you're entering a classroom, maybe you're teaching a classroom, as you're having conversations in hallways, as you're carrying on friendships, wherever you are today, be kind. Colossians 3.12 says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. I love that scripture. So T, W, when you're feeling anxious, get off social media. Y'all, I may have been talking to high schoolers, but I was also talking to myself. I was also talking to my family members and my friends and anyone I know, because I think this is so important for us to remember, you know, your real life is way more impressive than your Instagram, your TikTok, your Facebook, your Snapchat, whatever app you prefer. I can't even keep up with all of them. Um, But I think everybody of every age struggles with this, right? In some form or fashion. So when you're feeling anxious today, Be wise about the inputs that you allow. Chances are scrolling when you're sad, lonely, worried, or hurt will only amplify your feelings. Remove the screen, lift your eyes, and do something that helps you get out of your own head. 
Philippians 4, 6 through 8 says, this one, this is one of my favorite verses. I, I actually read it a lot during high school, which is why I mentioned it during this is don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So protect your mind, right? When you're feeling anxious, get off social media. E, eyes on your lane. Don't compare your race. Okay, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to visualize a race, okay? You're in your lane. You're running fast towards the destination in front of you. And you start to hear others around you. You hear their feet pounding the pavement. And you fear being behind. So you start looking to your right. And you start looking to your left. Well, when you do that, you're bound to lose steam, right? Like literally wherever you are, imagine it. You start to look to the left. You start to look to the right. You're not looking ahead. So you start to realize, that, oh, shoot, I'm losing steam. I'm also losing direction, right? You kind of start to wobble every which way. You don't mean to compare yourself, but your distraction takes over and your heart begins to feel discouraged. This is the trap of comparison. Don't fall prey to it. Remember that your life is a marathon. Your purpose is unique. Your pace is not determined by others, and your journey is your own. There will be times where you feel a little behind and other chapters where you feel a little ahead. What matters is that you stay faithful and stay in your lane. You know, I didn't mention this when I was speaking to them, but I've really learned a lot of about staying in your lane and not comparing your race with Sledge. He was, you know, if you if you're just listening to the first podcast you've listened to, of let's be clear, you'll be very confused. But if you know our story, you know he was born three months early. And as we walk through these milestones, and it's like, is he sitting? Is he crawling? Is he eating solids? All these different things that I just honestly never thought I would have to put so much thought into. Um, and we're in physical therapy and uh, occupational therapy I'm learning he's really on his own timeline and I'll have to do a whole another podcast about what that is teaching me but it's really taught me to celebrate the small victories to trust that he has his own individual race and since the beginning of time and the beginning of his life he's been on his own timeline the Lord knows what he needs right he knows he knows what struggles he's going to have and he's got it he has authored his story so I don't have to worry. I just know that as Sledge keeps his eyes on his own lane, that we don't have to compare his race. So maybe that'll encourage you. Hebrews 12, 1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. I love that. Let us run with endurance. Man, we need endurance, right? In. Okay, so we've gone through T-W-E-N, nourish your body, mind, heart, and soul with life-giving things. This may sound like a very elementary piece of advice, and it is. It is to feed yourself 
with good things and good things will come from it. But for it to be so elementary, y'all, we aren't that good at listening to it. Or it's like we think we're invincible from what we put in, thinking it won't affect what we what comes out of us. But the truth is, is that all your inputs affect your output. It's really hard to have a joyful day if you constantly fill your mind with negative thoughts or gossip-filled text messages, right? It's difficult to show up in your athletic performance or for your kids or wherever you're at and really be aware and attentive if you are not fueling your body with what it needs to excel. It's hard to be a diligent student or a diligent worker, right, if you constantly feed distractions. What you water will grow. That is true for you today. What you water will grow. So the answer is, what do you want your garden to look like, say, at the end of this week or at the end of this month or at the end of this year? Water those things and they will begin to grow. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. John 6, 35. The next T. Think of failure as success if living courageously is the goal. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Are you listening? Think of failure as success, kind of a backwards definition, right? If living courageously is the goal. And I don't know about y'all, but the word failure just sounds harsh to me. It sounds so final. And I'll never forget the day I met with my dad and I was telling him that I had I made a mistake regarding clearly stated, and it was going to cost me a pretty penny and I was going to feel it, which is never fun, especially when you're the one who owns the company. It's not a fun pill to swallow. And I just felt discouraged by the fact that I didn't catch it. I remember explaining the situation to him and the risk I had taken and now where I stood and his response to me really surprised me and also has stuck with me since. He said clear, sometimes it will turn out how you hope, and other times it will become your greatest lesson. You were brave. This may feel like a loss, but it's actually a huge win because you've already stood back up. So your goal is not to be perfect. That is a goal you could never reach. Your goal is to welcome progress amidst life's process and know that mistakes are part of the growth. Be brave. Your failures don't mean you are a failure. They just mean that you are trying and showing up in spaces that actually matter. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. I love that verse. Be courageous, be strong. Why? You don't need to figure it all out right now. Mm, This is a hard one, right? It's hard when you're 15. It's hard when you're 18. It's hard when you're 38. And it's really hard still when you're 88 or so I've been told. You know, I know a lot of us feel these the weight of big decisions on the horizon, right? And we're afraid to, to go the wrong way. I know you probably feel like you need to know the next step or the next step. And then the one after that. But you really don't need to figure it all out right now. What I'm learning in my own life is that 
I can try really hard to connect the dots, but chances are everything will look different once I get there anyway, right? If you spend this time trying to figure out what's next instead of enjoying where you are, where you are, you will miss what is right in front of you. If you could talk to future you, what would they ask? I think that they'd request for you to give your all and your best to the present and trust that things will take care of themselves. What do you need to know today? Your priorities. That's what I was reminding myself of earlier. Your priorities tend to those and the particulars they really will fall into place. Psalm 37.5 says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him. Listen, and he will act. Y'all, God will always be God. He will always be faithful. He will never depart from who he is. So as we show up and we give our all and our best to the current moment, he will take care of our future. That we can rest assured of. So the dash, right? 23, when you write it out, there's a dash. So that dash, what does it mean? To pause. Slow your roll. Savor the present. How often, if you were to really step back and like think about it, how often as you pause and think about how much you pause, how much do you pause? How much do you actually take the time to look around and count your blessings? How much, how often do you take the time to just be, to not try and produce anything from the moment, to just exist, to take it in, to be grateful? I found that pausing is often the action that leads to the wisest decisions the most grateful perspective, and the best version of me. Nobody is helpful or fun or effective when they live with their hair on fire, right? You are important, but you are not the president. Nobody is waiting on you like that. Slow down. There is always time to pause, assess what is yours, to pick back up, and then to carry forward in peace. Psalm 4610 says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I am God. Okay, 20 dash next one, T. Treasure quality over quantity in friendships, things, and life. You know, I was reflecting back on my time in high school when I was talking to them and preparing just this Okay, what do I want to encourage them to do? And I remember feeling the pressure and I still feel this pressure. Okay, so let me edit that and say, I still still feel this pressure to have a million friends and no one, I'm putting that on me, right? That pressure. And especially now with social media, you just feel the need to be everywhere, to know everyone and to be involved in everything. But I can promise you, and I know this because I feel like we, as we all try to, to show up in this way, we learn it's literally impossible. But we also learn that quality is way better. It's way more important. And it's way more lasting than quantity. Find good, steady, reliable, honest friends. And then be one of those yourself. Collect memories, not things. Choose to invest in moments you will look back on. And think, that really shaped me. Your hands can only hold but so much, right? Make sure you prioritize what's purposeful over what's popular, what's truthful over what's trendy, and what's important over what's impressive. 
Ecclesiastes 4, 6 says, Better to have one handful with quietness than two handfuls with hard work and chasing the wind. I love that. Getting to the crux of, okay, what really lasts? Okay, H, have plans, expect detours. Have you noticed how differently you respond when you are expecting something to happen versus when you're not? Even when it's not preferable. When you're not surprised by a hiccup, like when you know, okay, yes, things are probably going to go a little bit not how I think they are. When they're going to go a little against my plan, right? Because I don't know everything, right? And I don't even know what I need. I know what I want, but I don't always know what I need. God does. And when you're not surprised by those hiccups, you're far more adaptable in how you respond. The same goes for making plans. Like you have to plan. I mean, it's planning is important. My husband has, he always says, when you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I think that's what it says. His mom also says it, my mother-in-law. And I, I, I love that thought. And it's true. Plans are so important. But with those plans, you know, you have to also be adaptable. Plans make for an intentional, a faithful and steady life. But also the sooner that you expect detours, the quicker you'll be able to respond with flexibility, with anticipation, and with hope. And in my personal experience, as you guys know, I can attest that detours often become your favorite. Psalm 138.8 says, The Lord will work out His plans for my life. For your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Don't abandon me. For you made me are remember the importance of hard work okay I have some really good news and some really bad news about this point the good news or the bad news first okay there is no shortcut to hard work the good news there's no shortcut to hard work why is that good news well you will learn if you haven't already that hard work actually feels really good When you know that you've put in the time and the energy, the result is rewarding. The harvest of a life of hard work is character rooted in diligence, consistency, perseverance, and humility. And I don't know about you, but I really want a life marked by these things. Romans 12, 11 says, do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit and serve the Lord. I love that. Be fervent in spirit. E, establish healthy rhythms and the goals will take care of themselves. This is one of my favorite ones because as somebody who is very goal oriented, I think that this is so important for us to understand. One of my favorite books of all times, and I've quoted it many times before, is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he says, Um, You do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. The Navy SEALs have a very similar saying that goes, you do not rise to the occasion. You sink to the level of your training. You know, I think sometimes we get so caught up in the hopeful destination, right? And I think I was saying this at the beginning of the podcast, like we get so caught up with where we want to go that we forget the process is actually the most important part. The process is what ensures the progress, which makes actually reaching the goal possible. Like that is what makes it possible. The step-by-step-by-step is what climbs the mountain, right? 
Like if you're going to run a marathon, how would you achieve that? You would create a rhythm of running in your everyday life, right? Or if not, you're going to get seriously injured. The same goes for where you are right now. If you show up well and intentional with where you are, you will get to where you're supposed to be. Second Chronicles 15, 7 says, but as for you, be strong and do not give up for your work will be rewarded. The last E is enjoy your life while always keeping your legacy in mind. You know what? Something that is so incredibly wildly powerful when people live with their legacy in mind every single day. In other words, you live thinking, okay, how can I show up in a way that lasts when I'm gone? Chances are wherever you are in your particular season, if you're at a workplace, if um, the different roles that you have, the way that you're showing up in your friends' lives, all of these things, it's for a, it's all for a season, right? Life evolves, things change, doors open and doors shut and all of that. But what we can leave with others and with the places that we inhabit and show up is the character that we exude while we're there, right? The love that we show, the, the, the way that we serve, how we place others above ourselves, the way that we honor the Lord and then others in return. Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 7 says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. I love that at all moments, right? As we're, as we're operating in a way that pleases the Lord, others see that and they see the love of God. What would they say if we were the only Bible that they got to read, right? How would they view Jesus? So I'm going to walk through this entire acronym and then we're going to close up, but I hope it encouraged you. I just felt like, you know, wherever we're at, like it's, it's relevant for any kind of transitional state, but really anywhere, right? Where we all have certain goals in mind. We have um, decisions on the forefront. We are in interesting seasons. We're in challenging times. Some, some of us feel like we are in the wilderness. And I think all of these pertain to that. So 23, treat others and yourself with abundant kindness. When you're feeling anxious, get off social media. Eyes on your lane. Don't compare your race. Nourish your body, mind, heart, and soul with life-giving things. Think of failure as success if living courageously is the goal. You don't need to figure it all out right now. Dash, pause, so slow your roll, savor the present. T, treasure quality over quantity in friendships, things, and life. Have plans, expect detours. Remember the importance of hard work. Establish healthy rhythms and the goals will take care of themselves. And enjoy your life while always keeping your legacy in mind. Y'all, it's a really good day and exact moment that you're listening to this podcast to decide what kind of week, what kind of month, what kind of year you want to have. So what will it be? Will we keep these things in mind or in a, a week from now, a year from now, 
month or not, wherever it is, whatever time frame, will we look back and say, gosh, I really wish it would have stopped gunning for wherever I was going and actually been present and actually really laser focused and actually been intentional with my time. Let your priorities direct your particulars. If this encouraged you in any way, this podcast, would you send it to a friend? Or maybe you know someone graduating this year, like 23 is very pertinent to them, right? Or they're in transition or they're just struggling and you feel like maybe these words of advice, they would encourage them, meet them where they are. Would you share it? Um, And you guys have been so gracious. And I say this, but I'm always just like blown away by the reviews. They make my day. I hope you know I read every single one of them. Um, And if you're interested in leaving a review, it literally takes 43 seconds. And I say literally sometimes and I don't mean the actual literal number, but it literally does take 43 seconds or less. You just go to the, to the podcast. Let's be clear on Apple. Scroll down to where it says write review and voila, there you go. Anyway, so I'm going to end with our Monday prayer. If you can close your eyes, I always suggest that just to really calm yourself, calm your mind, turn off the voices. If you have other streams of media going right now, set it aside and um, let's just pray it up. Hey, Jesus, thank you for the gift of another Monday. How incredible that you have given me another opportunity to witness your mercy, walk in your power, and work for your kingdom. As I imagine my week, I know that your presence will invade and permeate every space it enters. Your favor, guidance, and strength comfort me. Thank you for offering me the gift of wisdom in every circumstance. I want the watching world to know that my life is for you, Jesus. Show me how to be abundantly kind to others and myself. When I'm feeling anxious, help me recognize it and get off social media. Alert me to the trap of comparison. My eyes are fixed on you. Nourish my mind, heart, body, and soul with life-giving things. As I walk step by step with you, tending to the roots, pulling any weeds, and appreciating all that's growing, I find deep contentment in you. I don't need to figure everything out. Only you know when the rain or sunshine will come. I trust that the harvest is in your perfect timing. Train me in how to work hard while leaving the outcome up to you. My week will be significant because your hands are holding it. You are my peace and I am so grateful. In Jesus' name, Amen. Always feels like a deep breath. All right, y'all. I hope you have the best day. As always, thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me. You know, sometimes as a writer and a podcaster, I feel like you're talking to yourself. So I really appreciate you guys. I hope you all have the best day and we will see you again soon.